The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. New tap room now open at Sass Drive and Cameron in Regina. Well, welcome to the Three Down Greencast. Joel Gasson with uh, John Fraser, as usual. And uh, it would be remiss if we didn't uh, open this podcast a little differently than we normally would, because uh, we are recording this on Wednesday evening, on March 11th. And um, in the last hour or so before we've decided to start recording, uh, the world, at least in North America, on the sports scene has pretty much gone to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, um, shit got real in a hurry. Yeah, thanks to COVID-19, coronavirus, uh, whatever you want to call it. So we, it would be weird if we did not discuss this, at least a little bit, as uh, as you may have noticed here on the Three Down Greencast, um, our... Our general motto this year has been more so to embrace the dumb, and uh, we will embrace the dumb a little later as we will talk about uh, the Rouge, um, dumb things we can do about the Rouge, and um, John's got a confession to make, which makes him look like a massive hypocrite because I already know what he's going to confess. <laughs> but I have is... to tell you, I couldn't leave you in suspense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was serious, but then it wasn't, but it actually was worse than I actually could have imagined. Yeah, you were like genuinely worried about me for a minute. I appreciate that. It's <laughs> like one of my best friends, man. I, I appreciate your genuine concern. And I'm like, I have a confession to make during this podcast, and you seemed worried, and then I had to tell you what it was, and now you just kind of hate me a little. No, you should feel shame. Great That's shape. what we call a tease in the business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are not going to make fun of the COVID-19 uh, scenario because, God, uh, no. number one, it's not really something worth be making fun of. And uh, number two, uh, those that have seem to be facing consequences of that, as there was, of course, the American politician who wore the gas mask at that gathering of whack job conservatives. And now he appears to, at least he's been quarantined and could be sick. Uh, there's an NBA player who touched all the mics after, and now um, he's been sick, and he's been tested positive, and they... So it, it all started weirdly earlier this evening, I'm just browsing on Twitter, and all of a sudden, they had, this my feed's been taken over by players in Oklahoma City and Utah have just, like, basically minutes before tip-off left the court and have had so of the officials, and no one really seemed to yeah. know what the heck was going on. And then they announced that game was postponed, and later that this player had uh, tested positive for COVID-19, and now the NBA has decided that it's going to put its season on hold and suspended operations until further notice. Um, the NHL, on the other hand, released a statement this evening that they are basically going to sleep on it and make a decision tomorrow, which by the time you listen to this podcast, that decision may already be out. For sanity's sake, I hope they have decided to also put uh, everything on hold because... yes. There are a lot of teams and a lot of players that share spaces in these buildings already that could be contaminated with this thing. So I think at this point, it behooves both leagues to just, nope, 
we need to we need to calm this down for at least two weeks and make sure that everything's on the up and up before we start again. Of course, we're still a long ways off for the CFL and what that means to their regular season. You know, we we hope by the time June comes around that. Uh, this thing will basically be contained and over with, but I guess you can never really say for sure. Regardless, it's too easy to make a call. it's too early to make a call at that at this point. But there are some interesting things coming up on the CFL calendar that I think the league needs to be reconsidering their stances on mm-hmm. right now. I know they sent out the release today about all these things are going to continue, like the co- the combine, the global combine, et cetera, et cetera, where they oddly also announced that they have an official hand sanitizer, but. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) not really the time or place, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, weird flex, but okay. And you have to start to wonder if it's honestly really worth it at this point. I know it's become a hot topic of conversation within the three down uh, group chat. And in, in my opinion, I think at this point... There's there's really not as much to be gained by bringing this group together then there is that there is risk. I mean, I just don't think it's really worth it at this point. I know there's a lot of draft geeks out there that love the combine and it's fun and it'll suck to miss it, but there are greater things going on in the world right now than some things in sports, especially everything really in sports, but especially when we're talking about off-season activities that really can easily be replaced in other ways. If you really, really, really need testing, you can do some you know isolated sort of regional stuff where everyone has available to the numbers and films and all that. But regardless of this point, you should be trusting your scouts. You should be trusting the film and to set up phone calls and video chats with these guys. And let's let's just not risk it. I believe that overall, if you brought in everyone across Canada and the global players at the Combine, it's probably a low risk of something happening. But at this point, is it's really not worth it. Well, I, I think you need more videos. Like, remember uh, back in the day, uh, you, you and I are casual NBA followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, uh, I believe he went like third or fourth overall. Yi Zhangalang, I believe was the name. And he had all his workout videos, not against live people, but against a chair. And that's what he submitted to NBA teams was him like making moves on a chair. And I feel like that would need to happen here for, you know, any, any players auditioning to be in the CFL. You know, doing like one-on-one drills against furniture. But <laughs> you're right. It, on a serious on a serious note, um, I don't think the league has anything to benefit, and I don't know if no. this is going to be the league's call right away. I, I I think the U.S. made a, and this is strange of me to say of the current U.S. administration, but I think they did make a wise decision, albeit probably about a month too late, uh, to ban flights coming in from Europe and. I can't imagine that Canada wouldn't follow suit in that. So, you know, if you're bringing over these German players, the French players, whomever, I don't think you're going to have an option. Your hand's going to be forced by the Canadian government, which might be a good thing. Now, uh, and again, talking about, you know, the Canadian combines and things like that, we haven't heard of a ton of cases in any one region of Canada. So far, it seems like, Things haven't quite escalated in our country yet, but why add fuel to the fire? No, and like and, this, and, is... yeah, like the the risk is low, but and individually, I believe all these guys will probably would probably be fine. But and it's not even the combine itself that I think it would be you know festering this and would make this become a thing. It's more so okay. All of a sudden, you got to pack a number of these guys into airplanes into airports 
from Western Canada and Atlantic Canada and Quebec into Toronto into Pearson where there's people from all over the world and all kinds of airports where there's people from everywhere and who knows where they've been and who knows who's been washing their hands and et cetera, et cetera. And is it really worth the, even just the low risk? Eh, I don't no, know. But, but, and, and you're right, but I mean, it's even a thing that this is, this is a virus that unlike the cold, unlike the flu, that that seems to die quickly on surfaces that aren't the human body, uh, this thing stays alive for a long time. So why would you bring a group of people together? I know uh, it's actually interesting being here in Saskatoon right now that uh, the Junos are this week. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been, there's nobody even flinching, there's no talk about the Junos being postponed or cancelled. And I would say I'm pleasantly surprised by the number of people I've talked about that are questioning that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge event here for Saskatoon. It's a huge event for the city. It's something that the Tourism Saskatoon, I've got friends at Tourism Saskatoon that have worked their asses off to to bring back to the city. And I think it's just maybe a showing of some Canadian sanity that the general public's going, hey this might not be such a good idea. And I hope, I hope the CFL follows suit. Um, let's face it. You know what you know about a majority of these players by this point, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you can, you can, you can Skype like we do for this podcast. You can do video interviews, you know, maybe a guy bench presses three more times than you thought. And maybe he moves up one pick, but you know, I've always questioned combines in, in, in the first place, especially I, I guess less so in football, but, you know, when you've got punters ripping off more bench presses than, you know, offensive linemen in the NFL combine, <sighs> they've always been a little irrelevant to me. I know draft nerds like Haji will probably crucify me for saying this, but <laughs> I, I, I know he will. It's just it's one of those things that that of all the things to, to postpone or cancel, a combine seems like one of those that would be a no-brainer, and it and it, and it should happen from a CFL perspective. Yeah, there's there's even people down south suggesting the the NFL should maybe consider postponing free agency by a month, and to talk about what's going to happen with the draft because it's supposed to be this big public event in Las Vegas that might not be going yeah. forward now. So, you know, I guess luckily in Tia in CFL's. Uh, the CFL having their draft in a studio at TSN might actually work to their benefit this time. Um. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's true, actually, because the NFL might, draft might become a studio in New York by this point, and all of us Canadians watching will be like, oh, we're used to this. Where's Rod Smith? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and I think generally speaking, this whole conversation, there's been a lot of people who kind of think this is a nothing event that we should just not worry about, and there's the other extreme where you know, there's a lot of people who are overreacting and buying 5,000 pounds of toilet paper. And I think <laughs> the the appropriate reaction is somewhere in the middle where I think I think it's I think we can all take this seriously without overreacting at the same time. And that's that's basically where we all need to land on this right now. And it's the message is as simple from the government and continuing to be is just, you know, wash your hands and be diligent. That's basically all you can do at this point. And well, as long as we continue doing that, most people should be okay. Well, and you're completely right in that, Joel. And the other thing, too, is, you know, I don't want to delve into politics a lot, but, you know, look, looking at things here in Canada, if you feel like you might have it, go get tested. Mm-hmm. It's not going to cost you anything. Self-quarantine yourself. You know, phone your employer. You know, as you were mentioning, the Canadian government has 
measures in place, sickness yeah. EI, you know, I know the people I work for, I've got benefit plans, I got to go on short term disability, still get, you know, paid if I had to, you know, go off the grid for two weeks. And it just, you know, you don't have to pay to get tested. You're not an uninsured person in the States that's, you know, it's not like you, it's not like you're giving up $3,200 just to get tested. You know, take advantage of the fact that you live in a country with with free health care. If you're feeling like shit, stay home. And if you feel like you need to, go get yourself tested. It's just going to help help everybody. I know – I don't know the age demographics on our podcast. I can imagine it's probably roughly around us. We're both in our mid-30s, you know. Um, well, old people don't listen to podcasts and I don't know what young people listen to, so – that's that's well young people don't pay attention to the cfl so they're not listening to us that's that's fair but (laughs) but i mean and you got to think like and a lot of people our age you know the attitude is kind of well so what if i get it right Mm -hmm. i i I think if you me you know my wife your wife if anybody was to get it we'd be okay but don't don't think so selfishly think of you know i think of my seven-year-old father-in-law with a heart condition you know if i got it i'm fine if he gets it Maybe not so much, right? So get yourself tested. Stay home. You live in Canada, man. Take advantage of it. Yeah, I, and I, I, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think uh, all this conversation has led to uh, a desire to have a beer as we we take a turn out of the serious into the dumb a little bit here. Yes, as, and, uh, and as, as we're going to want... try to provide some entertainment for you during this uh, ridiculous time. Especially if you're quarantined for 14 days and you're digging all the way deep through iTunes sports podcasts and find us. Um, well, because also, there's going to be no sports on TV soon and once the World Women's Curling Championship is over. That's 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 fair. <laughs> Which will probably end up canceled as well. Um, and plus, apparently, alcohol kills the coronavirus. I'm not going to touch that one. Um. Corona kills the corona. <laughs> Um, so yeah, as we're going to get into the bulk of this podcast now, as of course, uh, the Rouge has been a huge topic and we're going to get into that as it is, of course, La Semaine de Rouge on a three down nation, of course, Rouge I love week. It. Um, but before we get to all that, as usual, uh, John, because we all need a beer right now, what's in the glass? Oh, I got the best care package a guy can get, Joel. I sent you a photo of it. Okay. So... My mom and dad are up from Ontario. I'm, I'm from, as I mentioned several times in the podcast, if you're new, from a small town in northwestern Ontario called Atacokan. So Atacokan in northern Ontario have kind of taken off in terms of craft beer. Uh, a couple great ones. Uh, there is Sleeping Giant Brewing Company out of Thunder Bay and uh, the Lake of the Woods Brewing Company out of Kenora, Ontario. Uh, if you stumble across either of the products out west, wherever you may be, I know they've come into Winnipeg a bit. Pick it up. It's mostly all gold. But uh, tonight, during this podcast, I am having a Lake of the Woods nautical disaster. And this is hitting um, many things for me. A, it is uh, the uh, name of one of my favorite Tragically Hip songs. Uh, Two, it's a dry hopped IPA. Third, it is effing delicious. So, uh, yeah, if you can ever find yourself a Lake of the Woods nautical disaster, Go uh, go get it. Um, if you're into more of an amber, another beer I had tonight uh, was actually Canoe Head from uh, Sleeping Giant Brewing Company out of Thunder Bay. So normally about the Saskatchewan beers, you know that, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you get a care package with some really good stuff coming out of northwestern Ontario. Uh, proud to call it home and proud to say there's a couple good beers. And, and one more shout out to our friends at Nine Mile, Adam & Co., uh, just, I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but you and I were talking about how cool this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a collaboration with Saskatoon Blades. 
So they've got a Blades Lager. I, I want to try it. I meant to swing by the brewery today. Ran out of time in my day, but it's 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 cool to see local places getting hooked up with local sports teams and, and creating something cool. I've, I, I'm a huge fan of that, and I can't wait to try it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, at this time of year, it seems to hit every year around March. I just start to uh, I have one, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this kind of style is really good. And I'm just kind of in that sort of light beer, tastes like beer kind of mode right now. As yes. uh, I picked up that 12-pack of uh, Rebellion available at Costco for a pretty good price. And yeah, the Cerveza is tasting real good right about now. Even though I know it, it's, it feels like spring right now and that uh, that another dollop of winter is coming. It's still just like, yeah, I'm kind of digging this right now. So uh, yes. for can me, never, it's a can... Cerveza style. Can never go wrong with Cerveza style. Also reminds me of the lunch we went for during the Saskatoon men's spiel mm-hmm. at Las Palapas, where it's warm, it's Mexican looking inside. It's like, well, we have to have some Rebellion Cervezas, which are served there. Yes. Can't go wrong with that. No, absolutely not. Uh, the other thing you can't go wrong with right now uh, in terms of CFL content is uh, apparently is talking about the Rouge. Yes. And uh, so here on Three Down Nation, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit and uh, kind of brag a little bit. Um, the idea of Rouge Week was essentially my idea. Nice. Um, because, so, for the last couple of weeks until this week, uh, our boy Justin Dunk was in, on Hawaii on vacation and taking some much-earned time off. Oh, yes, so absolutely. I was basically uh, running the ship a little bit alongside Haji and uh, JC. And I had heard, I went back and listened to the interview Randy Ambrosi had with uh, Jamie Nye of the CJME CKOM Green Zone, and uh, he was asked about if there's anything else going on in the Innovation Committee. So basically, Ambrosi brought up this idea that they could be tweaking the Rouge rule without even really being prompted about it, which is interesting yeah. because I know Nye is one of those guys who's been banging the drum for this change for a long time too. Um, yes. So, because I saw his commentary, and I thought, oh, maybe he must have asked that question, but he didn't actually ask that question directly, but they got to it. And regardless, I'm not saying you know that news got broken by us or anything like that. But regardless, so I wrote up the post, it went up later in the day, it, not surprisingly it blew up like I knew it would, and then in our group chat, um, Santino, our Red Blacks uh, correspondent was like, well I'll do up the Leave the Rouge ro- Alone piece, uh, Josh Smith was originally going to take out the Change the Rouge piece, but then Ryan Ballantyne um, decided he wanted to do it because he's been talking about his this on his podcast, Horseman Radio, for quite some time now, so both of those pieces have run both in favor of the Rouge and in terms of changing the Rouge. And that's when I said, well, welcome to CFL week boys. And it kind of ballooned from there. We decided to postpone the whole Rouge talk by a week. Cause all this happened about a week ago to make sure we had all our ducks in a row before, uh, before we launched this uh, wonderful endeavor. And, and you even delayed the recording of this podcast by a week yes. because we were going to record you... last Friday, but I was like, wait a minute, next week is Rouge week. We're going to talk about the Rouge. Let's wait. And, and so here we are, um, two fans of the Rouge, maybe not quite as passionate as other podcasts. And during the slow time of the CFL offseason, we don't have a, any mystery girlfriend reveals or anything like that. to bump <laughs> Which up wasn't a numbers. mystery if you were paying attention to Twitter like at all. Exactly. It, that's what I say to you. <laughs> I mean, I knew Tyrell is one of my best friends. I knew this already. <laughs> I had to keep my damn mouth shut and you how hard that is for me. I Anyways, don't know either of them, like, outside of, like, Twitter, and you could just tell. I'm like, well, this is obviously what this is going on here. Yeah, I don't think we ever had a discussion <laughs> on it. Like, like considering, like, if you needed any insight, you know Ocher and I are very, very close, and you mm-hmm. could have been like, hey, 
who isn't? I'd be like, I know who it is. But either either way, I shout out to the guys at, at the Two and Out CFL podcast. Uh, even though they, the even though Ty did take a shot at you for not doing work last week. Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard that. Yeah, he did. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, Ty takes a lot of shots at me. That's 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 friendship and the guy that replaced me on that podcast. So. Uh, and I'd like to say it's gone downhill from there, but shit, they've, <laughs> they've gotten way bigger and way better. They've only I been nominated it. for like a national podcast award. That's all, you know, <laughs> and you're stuck with me now. So ah, that's, okay. uh, that's, that's all right. Lots of love for the, for two and out and, uh, Ty and Laura, uh, you kids go have fun. Uh, anyways, yes. Uh, very passionate about the Rouge, uh, around these parts, but, but, we, but, I... we, but we understand what they're actually trying to change and not making them think that the whole thing's been abolished, like oh, no, some absolutely. people have been suggesting. Exactly. They, they would never... I think the Rouge is so Canadian at this point, you could never truly get rid of it, and I think no. you'd be stupid to try. No, um, it, 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 it can't be eliminated. So just to be clear, because I've seen a lot of people talking about potential changes to the Rouge, and they're bringing up, well, you know, kickouts are amazing, you know, with that, you know, when kick, missed field goal returns are amazing. It's like, yeah, those could still happen under what they could potentially be changing. The only thing the commissioner talked about that they would consider possibly changing is the fact that a missed field goal, and I'm not clear on whether it applied to a punt or not, that wasn't really made super clear, is if the ball does not touch the ground, the rouge would not apply. Essentially, taking the rule that already exists in the kickoff scenario, which is if a player doesn't touch it, it's not a rouge, to other aspects of the game. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate I, it either. I mean, I'm, you... I'm 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 in mostly indifferent. Like I I'm not so against the rouge as it currently stands that I think it needs to change. But I'm also not adamant that it shouldn't change either. I'm like eh, I could take it or leave it either way, really. Well, let's let's just look logistically. Mm-hmm. How bad do you have to miss a field goal to kick it twenty yards out of the end zone? Like, like that's a good miss. Like, well, it de- depends on how far away you are, but yeah, true. But, but I mean, still, a, a, a major. I would say a well, majority if, if, of within ranges you should actually be kicking. It's tough. Yeah, if you are at the five yard line, you should never be kicking a field goal. No, it, it, exactly. <laughs> if, if anything, if anything, this might discourage people from kicking more field goals, and that you and I are a massive, massive fan of. So, mm-hmm. you know, for people to get up in arms about it, I, I would say I agree with this rule. Um. You know, there is some strategicness to it when you miss it. Like, if you're trying a 50-yard field goal and you miss and the guy doesn't try the return, I like the idea that the Rouge punishes them in a way. Mm-hmm. Yes, you gain some field position, but you also do give up a point, right? Yeah, if, if it's conceded, like, I believe, to me, I've always kind of felt that the Rouge is something that should be conceded, not automatically rewarded. Right, Un- unless you punt, un- unless it's one of those monster punts that happens to roll its way through the end zone. So, um, which unfortunately happens a lot in Saskatchewan, <laughs> right? Because because I, I almost think at that at that point, yeah, at that point you're at, you're at a disadvantage. You're trying to gain field position by punting. It's like, yay, you get a point. You suck. You are the worst. You get a point, and we're gonna do it just to spite you, so we can measure you down the road to be like, "Hey, you led the league in rouges this year. You are a useless bag of shit." It's a little harsh, maybe. But... That's 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 fair. That got really aggressive <laughs> in a hurry, and I have no idea. Why. I think there's a little bit of built-up anger there towards something else. 
Yeah, or I've been drinking my tall boys the whole night. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But regardless, you know, talking about the situation of you're essentially you're rewarding you're rewarding a team with a score that's trying to kick from the within the twenty and kicking it through the end zone and still getting a point. And not exactly giving great field position to the other team either, right? So Yeah. You shouldn't be rewarded for, for, for kicking in that situation ever under any circumstances. You should be forced to go for it. You should adopt the XFL rules, which I love. Um, mm -hmm. But it's – I like that. I like that tweak. I like that tweak a lot in that one special situation. But if you ever get rid of the Rouge, like if they're talking oh, I, about I, it – I would never be in favor of actually eliminating the Rouge entirely. I think, I think there's a lot of strategic plays with the Rouge, especially late in games, that make it so interesting. Oh, I, the old, the old trying to punt it out of the back of the end zone, right? Like not even that. Punt. There was the whole scenario was that two seasons ago when June Jones decided to get was it? Did he go for the? Yeah, he he went. He took the rouge to go up eight yes. late in BC, and BC came down and scored and tied it anyway. Yes, and everyone said I mean, they should have. He should have coughed and cornered it. So the, that that's that whole scenario is there as well, right? Well, well, exactly. I mean, it's 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 you you've given the ability to. But I mean, if if June Jones had the had the ability to go up nine mm -hmm. with a rouge, like that's you do yeah, that. You're, you do that every time. It, exactly, you do that all day long, and 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 that's part of the uniqueness of the Canadian game that you know I love that that you love that we've grown mm -hmm. to love, and yeah, keep keep that in there. Just and even like I love the chaos. Like again, you and I have embraced the dumb this year. We are both embrace the dumb kind of guys. Mm -hmm. I embrace the dumb of the punted in, punted out. Oh, it hasn't happened in so long, and I'm just dying for it to happen again. Oh, I love it. And you're right. It happens so rarely. But when it does, it is like it is must-watch TV because mm -hmm. it is just dumb. It's unique, and everybody loves it, and it's on the highlight shows. And we almost like... The thing I love about well, how many it, how many that that Montreal Toronto one has been replayed how many times in the last when did that happen like twenty years ago and, and, it's, and it's, it's still it, and it still shows up every single week basically <laughs> well and that's exactly it and it, it's just it's dumb it's uniquely Canadian and it's almost it's almost so Canadian in the fact that like we laugh at ourselves because of that yeah you know we all kind of go ha that's the CFL but it's pretty cool right so. I I like that aspect of it, and I always will. And, you know, I will fly to the league office, paint myself, you know, red if I need to, if they ever seriously talk about getting rid of the Rouge. <laughs> All right, so we know they're not getting rid of the Rouge. There is the actual sort of scenario that they're looking at potentially tweaking. But, you know, we hear the three-down greencast aren't about practical solutions. Nope. Hell as, no. As you learned in our playoff um, format special, we're going to do this again with the Rouge, and... I don't know, oh, yeah. John, if you've been thinking about it a whole lot. Um, I do have a piece that is a part of Rouge Week where I have decided to make Dumb and Dumber sort of a theme that I'm going to roll with all this year whenever I have something dumb to write about. That's probably yes. what I'm going to tag it as. I'm basically taking Banner Society's um, bad idea time, they've called it. Yes. Um, so basically just ripping that off and making it our own. Um, but it's fun. I enjoy doing it. So I've decided to do that for the Rouge, and I'm not going to give away the whole thing, but here are some ideas off the top that I have for what they could do with the Rouge instead. And to be clear, okay. these are scenarios that are never going to happen. The league is not and should not and will ever listen to these ideas. 
This is all in okay. fun, and so I'm going to get ahead of all the comments. Yes, this piece sucks. I'm an idiot. I should be fired, etc., etc., etc. You are, which is hilarious. That when people don't embrace the dumb, which you make it very clear that we're embracing the dumb, and then you write something dumb, and people are like, "You're the dumbest, and I hate you." Thank you. Like, I, I don't. I just don't get it. Like, like. I feel like people read the headline, they're like, you're the worst and you should be fired from this job. Like, ugh. Anyways, there's my other aside. All right. So the idea I came up with, um, we'll start with something that I have, um, okay. is I put, the, put it this way. Anyone can score points for their teams. Players literally do it basically all game, every season, all season long. Right. Kickers especially add plenty of points to the board for their team every season. They almost end up always as the team's leading scorer. It takes real talent. To score for the other team. Oh, yes, yes, Imagine yes. the pressure that would be on punters if a punt that rolled in the end zone ended up giving it a point to your opposition instead of you. Ooh, that's dumb, but I like it. Yes. Suddenly, and, does John Ryan get MOP votes for other football teams? Maybe. And I, it would also, <laughs> I think this would also seriously make coaches reconsider punting from the plus 40 or something like that. Okay, I could fully support this idea. Uh, it's 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 a bit of a wild one. It's insane. It's absolutely it's, insane. I agree, but no, but it's absolutely <laughs> insane. But like, there's merit to your insanity. Like, this is one of those. Like, I've got some dumb ideas. Like, mm-hmm. I've got just spectacularly dumb ideas. That's what we love this is here. one. I'm like, shit. I would like that and could defend that in a public forum. <laughs> I mean, you could defend just about anything in a public forum. No, that's that's fair. So when we do uh, Greencast Live and, you know, Fake Gainer and, uh, you know, maybe my aunt and uncle are there. Uh, yeah, I'll defend I'll defend this one. Uh, whoever this happens one to be having a beer pile of bones. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't. You know what? If, if we get three people showing up, I'm just going to drink double IPAs and drop a whole bunch of F-bombs. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, for my dumb idea and my mm-hmm. dumb idea is inspired inspired by my current setting. I'm sitting in my bedroom where I have a collection of luchadore masks. Okay. That we brought back from Mexico cuz Lacey says, "What souvenir would you like?" I said, "I got to have a luchadore mask. I love pro wrestling." Uh, shout out Josh Smith. Um, you know, I <laughs> That's love two Mexican... mentions for him in this episode. Wow, that makes up for those weeks we forgot about him. Um, so I'd say if you're intentionally going for a rouge, what you need to do, you need to remove your helmet. And put on, because let's face it, nobody's going to tackle you if you're intentionally going for a rouge. <laughs> and you need to remove your helmet. This will also add to our global appeal, especially in the Mexican League. Throw on a sequined luchadore mask with the number one on it. And that will tell the world that you're going to try to punt this through the end zone. And even more gloriously, that means if somebody's trying to kick it back out, they also wear a luchadore mask. I literally just came up with that idea on the spot. I had better ideas for you, Joel, but it sounded like a good one at the time. It sounded like a good one at the time as well. Yeah. So now what I imagine, what I picture in that scenario is, you know, Ronnie Pfeffer rips the helmet off and he's got the mask on. And all of a sudden the special teams coordinator for Calgary or for whoever's Calgary's playing throws up the sign and like most of the return team backs off into the end zone as they try to block this punt from going through. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm so on board with this. I love this. And idea. that's when you fake it and run for a first down. 
<laughs> and then somebody dies because they're wearing a luchador mask instead of a helmet well, yeah, on you, a football you, field. Like, like the the fullback or whoever is blocking takes a direct snap and goes. That that's that's fair because otherwise, <laughs> yes, people people would probably die, and we don't want that. Yes. Yes. Um, we're also, of course, always big fans of Kick, kick Returns, one of the uh, most yeah. fun, dumb plays in the sports. Um, an idea I had, uh, if you really want to encourage returns in basically um, any punt that ends up through the end zone or in the end zone, depending on how you want to do instead of getting a point, the offending team was penalized 10 yards and forced to re-kick. Ooh. A second punt ends up in the end zone? Well, let's start to get really crazy. Well, maybe it's a turnover on downs, the ball's spotted at the 45... Another kick, but the puncher has to use his other leg. I mean, the options are endless, really. <laughs> you are really making John Ryan's career a living hell from this. <laughs> if you became the commissioner, John Ryan retires tomorrow. Um, I do like, uh, you mentioned the other leg thing. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the two-point rouge. If you could somehow... I do have an idea for a two-point rouge, and we can get another oh, second. Oh, oh, here's my idea for the two-point rouge. Okay. If you could somehow... Force the ball through the end zone with any other part of your body instead of your dominant kicking leg. And your arm. You the, can't use your arm either. It, it, uh, well, you can't throw it. You could you could volleyball slap it. Okay, yeah. If you could, like, bump it out. Boop. Exactly. Like, like <laughs> bunk, bunk. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows that sound. You could volley it out. You could hit it off your head. You could do a spin. Could you turn kick. the long snapper around and hike it out? Yeah. Hell yeah. That takes talent. <laughs> right? Like, they all of a sudden will become MOP candidates. Um, Two-point rouge. If you can somehow, any other part of your body, just outside of your dominant kicking leg. So you could just try left leg, because I know, you know, I've had a couple of beers and tried punting with my left leg once, and I, you know, pretty sure nearly ended up with a concussion. But if you could figure out a way to do it, like, like back bicycle kick, you throw it up in the air with your left leg, Two-point rouge. Maybe even three points if the judges deem it was very impressive. So you're going for style points at this point, essentially. Uh, you are also going for... Yeah, that's right. That's right. So if you could do like a... a like Occasionally I've seen those uh, like soccer athletes that do like the three like flips and then like chuck a ball inbounds and they chuck it like really hard. Um, it'd be something like that. If you could do that with a football, there'd be a select panel of judges, one fan from each team, and a retired official that would score the, the uh, three-point rouge attempt out of ten. And if you got more than nine, nine, twenty-seven, it's three points. Look at you doing math. <laughs> it's like it's my job or something. Alright, so the final one idea that I also had, and this is because it feels like I've been awfully harsh on the punters, which I think most of them are used to it because most people generally don't like when the punter comes out. That's this also, all this, of course, also applies to missed field goals and blah, 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 blah. Um, we, I think we could also really lean into the Rouge and really celebrate it more. Like, what if there was, like, a reward system for kickers? Mm. So I put in the thing, congrats, John Ryan. You just kicked your fifth, fifth, fifth Rouge of the season. Your Rouge is now worth two points. <laughs> or, that's Ronnie Pfeffer's third Rouge of the season, and earning him and everyone in Section 5 a free poutine at Wendy's! <laughs> and then you could really get sponsors on board, and then so everyone wins, and the league is making money, and your team is getting points, and everyone's happy. <laughs> uh, I could just see it now. 
uh, with <laughs> Nissan not only being an unofficial sponsor of this podcast by paying me money to do a job. And an actual CFL be- sponsor? Exactly. I could see it now. <laughs> you know. That's another type- Rouge brought to you by the Nissan Rouge. <laughs> exactly. Hey, the Rogue sounds like Rouge, right? That's what I meant, the Rogue, yes. Exactly. Even after As we name jo- it the Rouge now, that's just what it is. As a joke, we call it the Rougelle. Like, that's just kind of a running joke around the store. So, but I think, you know, they give like, they give away a Titan truck and the Titan's a beautiful truck, you know, worth the most money. It's, it's, it's nice. It's beautiful. So you know the, what they the, really, the top what Rouge they, guy get the truck at the end of the year is what you're saying? No, 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 no. The opposite. Oh. The top Rouge guy gets a base level Micra. In fact, we're going <laughs> to personally manufacture ones with like, still with the manual windows, like, like you could probably cow tip it if you needed to like you win in 1992 nissan ultima that see but i don't even want i don't even want the old vehicles i want like a brand new micro you can buy a brand new micro manny tranny except they don't make them in canada anymore but last year you could buy a brand new micro manny tranny for like eight grand like basic as you get. So you finish the season with the most rouges and like they need to give the cars away in the same ceremony like and here, here's the most outstanding player of the league this year, and he wins a brand new platinum reserve Nissan Titan. Everybody's like, "Woo, nice truck, woo!" And here's the guy with the most rouges this year. He gets a base level Nissan Micra, and like, it'd be extra funny because of like the micro small, so you'd have like a big guy in a little car situation. So, uh, yeah, I think that needs to happen. Nissan, let's uh, let's get to it. Great sponsorship idea here. You're welcome. Yeah, there's there's no flaws in that plan. I, I zero, 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 zero. Um, and, and and your rouge would have to, and your micro for winning the rouge would have to be red. They don't make micros in red, of course. Yes. Uh, uh, and it would somehow it should be like it should be whatever color they get off the lot, and then a spray painted red really poorly. <laughs> With overspray on the windows and the windshield and everything. <laughs> Sorry, you can't get it plated. The windshield is covered in red spray paint. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I yeah, great idea. Nissan uh, corporate, uh, call me. You know my number. Um, someone else who maybe deserves a Nissan Micra right now is you, Mr. John Fraser. Yes. As yes, I do. Explain to the world the shame you are currently feeling for something that occurred the other night. Well, anybody that follows us on Twitter knows. On top of being passionate football fans, we're also passionate curling fans. We love the old game. We love the, like, in my house, from the time the Scotty starts to the time the men's world is over, curling is on, well, unless Kevin Cooey's in the men's world, because I can't stand him. Curling's always on in my house. That week in between the events is always the worst, too. Oh, it's so weird, isn't it? And, like, yeah. and like no offense to, like, Kerry Anderson for, for winning. That's awesome. I love that team. But, like, could you imagine winning the Scotties and you get to go to Prince George? Woo. Like, like it's not like burn Switzerland or you know Sweden or Finland. You get to go to Prince Frickin' George. Anyways, congratulations, Carrie Anderson and team. But the one thing you and I hate, and you actually got a little spicy on social media with uh, Devin Haru of the CBC. <laughs> I sent one blank. tweet back finally. Yes, you did, but he was like shadily, like he was like throwing shade the whole time. Against you and Jacques Cartier. Mm-hmm. We hate blanks. We with hate design blanks. Oh, yes. with a absolute passion. Because blanks are boring. And, like, 
okay, the blanks were like Reed Carruthers in one of his games literally made nine rocks go away in two shots. I can be like, yeah, okay. But the blanks are literally just one team draws, one team hits, and the other team hits, and it goes on. Those are the worst, and they should be punished, and they should die by fire. So Tuesday night, I play third on my open league team. We have an open hit for one. And I look at my skip, and I go, hey, Luke, throw peel so we can blank this. Part of me died inside while I did that. I put I put down the broom, and Luke made it perfectly. Just nice little release out of his hand. As I watched those rocks collide and peel each other out of the house, and I hung that number one on the place of the scoreboard for blank ends, I felt great shame. I didn't want to tell you. I was going to confess this live to you, but again, you were worried about my confession. So, All I really said was, oh, and you probably could have said you'll see, and I'd be like, okay. No, I didn't want to worry. <laughs> I wanted you to know that it was something that I had done that was maybe the shittiest thing I've done in my life. So, it's Joel, I hate to say sure. it. As a man that despises blanks, blank the net on Tuesday. And I hope we can still be friends. They say never meet your idols. <laughs> Once again, John is another in the a long line of people that are do as I say, not as I do. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.